Ingram Smith with the Dolcast Instant Reaction Podcast. As always, thank you to our sponsors, Louisiana Hot Sauce, For the Table Restaurant Group, and Resolution Home Loans. Quite an interesting Wake Forest game we have to discuss real quickly. I was as concerned about the outcome of this game or where this game was headed uh, 11 or 10 minutes into the game as as much as any that Florida State has played this year. Uh, I honestly think Florida State was uh, was in very real danger of getting uh, blown out at home today. Hard to say whether or not that would have been the case. Easy to uh, speak in hypotheticals, but you were looking at a uh, team that looked sloppy in all three aspects of the game. Uh, you were looking at a defense that was having to play just like a hilarious amount of downs and uh, an offense that wasn't uh, connecting at all through the first uh, three series. Honestly, I think this game can be divided uh, between all of the events that led up to one play and all of the events that played out afterwards. Up until a second down and eight, Florida State's around the 30-yard line, around uh, 10 or 11 minutes into the game. Uh, This was as one-sided a game as you will see. Uh, It is as uh, tested as a defense you will see as far as just snaps that it has to defend. You can take a barometer of time uh, at almost anywhere between 8 and 12 minutes into this game and extrapolate it to just a hilarious number of plays that Wake Forest is on pace to run. Nine minutes into the game, Wake Forest has already gotten 30 offensive plays in. 12 minutes into the game, Wake Forest has already made Florida State defend 24 passes. Uh, That's nine minutes into a game, and they've already defended 24 passes. I believe at one point... Uh, in this kind of window of time that I'm referencing, Wake Forest was on pace to run 164 offensive plays. Now, to be fair, you have to factor in that uh, Wake got the first possession and that there's going to be some leveling out of those numbers, but I honestly thought Florida State was on the ropes there for a period of time simply because, like I said, uh, your defense looked uh, sluggish, looked as though it wasn't prepared to play uh, against pace, against the fastest team in your conference and one of the faster teams in college football. Uh, your offense was a mess and um, looked to, to be, uh, I don't know, unraveling because the offense hasn't played particularly well throughout the year, but didn't look like you were going to get a whole lot of good things were going to come from this offense after the first three possessions. And a special teams unit that hasn't played uh, particularly well throughout the year, but was out there uh, missing tackles, giving up you know, returns that should have been four or five yards that turned into 25, 30, 35 yard return that you were fortunately bailed out by personal foul. I have to give a lot of credit to this coaching staff, have to give a lot of credit to the players on the team, uh, including the quarterback. Uh, This could have been a game that Florida State could have folded. And uh, up until the part that I referenced where it was second and eight, uh, it looked as though Florida State didn't come to play. And up uh, to that point, uh, was as disappointing an effort as they turned in. Uh, every play after that was as strong as a performance that you've seen this year and one of the better performances that Florida State fans have seen in quite a while. Uh, so just to take you up, it's uh, second and eight. Florida State, uh, Brian Burns and Zaconjer White combined to get a stop for no gain, which makes it third and eight, which honestly uh, is maybe the first time all game that Florida State has uh, put Wake in a non-advantageous situation as far as down and distance. So you make it third and eight, get an incomplete pass, and then on third and long, 
Brian Burns, who had a very significant game and a guy who's continued to have a very positive season, uh, makes yet another play on fourth down, gets a sack, turnover on downs. Uh, and from that point on, Florida State uh, was as good as they've looked in a, in a significant period of time. Your quarterback strings four consecutive passes together, and uh, he seemed to gather himself. The team seems to be at a better place uh, overall. And at that point, Florida State would uh, carry on with a series of events that ultimately saw them score 38 unanswered points. And uh, absent a score in, in garbage time, uh, was as dominant defensively as, as you've seen from a while. Uh, Wake Forest's offense is, uh, is certainly limited. Uh, both with the personnel and some of the things that they ask uh, a really young quarterback to do. Uh, but it's it's very, very limited uh, when it gets down. And when it gets down in a game like this, a lot of those kind of long reads that they are delayed mesh points that they like to employ are not uh, maybe quite as enticing to uh, secondary players if they know they're sitting on a 10-point, uh, 14-point, or 21-point lead as they were for most of the game. Florida State was able to just absolutely shut an offense down and a lot of different things to be excited about the defensive effort overall. Uh, Brian Burns, who I already mentioned, had a had a day to remember, uh, but also you saw a lot of really young, talented players continue to emerge. Corey Durden, somebody that we've talked about all year, who uh, continues to give you a lot of optimism as far as what the future of the interior defensive line may look like. Uh, it's fantastic to see Emmett Rice work his way back into uh, seeing some snaps. Uh, 35 continues to emerge and seems to very much have himself a role in uh, some of the third down packages that we employ where he's uh, tasked with spying the quarterback. And you even saw some uh, some Xavier Peters there, uh, 59, get, uh, get, some, get some burn, and you can see where uh, some of the optimism that uh, surrounds Peters, if, if only in his uh, physical frame and physical appearance. So, uh, a ton of really positive things to come out of a game. Florida State blows out an opponent, uh, which is something that we haven't been able to say in uh, quite a long time, and uh, was able to get some uh, get some real turnover of their roster uh, for the first time in a long time. Uh, Cam Akers has by far uh, his best day of the year. Um, I know he had that one long run against Virginia Tech, but Cam was a, a consistent look to be a more uh, dangerous player overall and kind of got the feeling that uh, that he was leading up to a long run uh, that eventually came in that uh, two-series possession that uh, featured him on two consecutive plays. So I will uh, address something that I tweeted in-game, not going to hide from this at all, and we'll uh, address it head-on. After three possessions of uh, play, I tweeted that I wasn't sure that this offense could really be run by 12. If you go back and you look at our first three drives, I'm not going to shy away from that at all. In retrospect, uh, the only thing that I would take back is that uh, makes a, a pretty impressive pass to Cam Akers where he lofts the ball over uh, 34's head, you know, completes a pass by dropping it in a, an area that uh, I'm not sure I recognized in the initial watch. But overall, uh, you saw an offense that was exceptionally sloppy. I, don't, I can't say that DeAndre Francois is making the wrong read. Uh, I can only say that if the read is an option, he was consistently making the wrong read uh, in the first series of plays. Uh, there's one play in particular, the second possession, that it's just a 
it's just a simplistic numbers read. It's not, uh, I, I'm not particularly critical of Francois, nor do I really expect him to make a lot of uh, plays where he's like reading an immediate defender. Uh, I just think that's something that maybe you have, maybe you don't, um, regardless of whether it's something that's innate. Uh, I can tell you that through six games, it doesn't appear as though uh, he's getting better at making uh, immediate reads off of defenders. But what I do think you can expect a quarterback to do a reasonably good job of is uh, just to be able to count numbers and to be able to make pre-snap reads. And that was uh, that was not in play at all through the first series, uh, the first three series. Uh, you have some incomplete passes. You have some poor reads. Uh, and after three series of plays, you leave the field uh, with – Honestly, with uh, with your tight end and wide receiver both kind of collectively collectively looking like they're done with their quarterback, and uh, being the situation surrounding the broader game, some of the uh, stats that I referenced as far as pace of play and the number of plays that Wake Forest had already put on your defense, and just the general sloppiness that uh, surrounded the team through the first uh, number of series. If I was the head coach, I probably would have made a quarterback change. Uh, Willie Taggart did not, and he was rewarded by statistically uh, probably the best day of DeAndre Francois's career. I want to be up front and give Francois credit. I want to be up front and give Francois credit for the day that he had, uh, particularly the final three quarters of the game. Uh, I think it's worth noting that this is by far the worst defense uh, that Florida State, at least the worst uh, defense that Florida State We'll see at the D1 level and uh, a defense that was very poor and a defense that was made even further depleted by some personnel that they lost throughout the week. Uh, Nonetheless, Francois uh, made throws and made plays that we hadn't seen him make um, and was uh, was in general probably the the best performance that you've seen from 12 in quite a while. So uh, just I've said this a couple times now, but just a general tip of the hat. As far as the resiliency of the program, it was good to see team respond like that. And uh, general, just kind of malaise. Uh, stadium didn't appear to be all that particularly filled, and, and maybe uh, just kind of there was a lack of energy from, from everybody involved through the first 10 or 11 minutes of this game. Um, I thought that uh, you did see a little bit of some new faces at the offensive line uh, periodically throughout the game. Saw Bavion Johnson take a couple snaps at right guard. Uh, good to see him be worked in overall. Thought the offensive line uh, played a very good game against uh, uh, a defensive line that's not dominant by any means, but a decent Wake Forest defensive line. Didn't allow a sack. Uh, didn't allow um, a whole lot of pressures uh, in general. You did lose your right tackle for a period of time to injury, and um, all of the concerns uh, surrounding <laughs> surrounding. Uh, Juwan Williams quickly reemerged. I'm just not trying to pick on a player, but I'm just not sure that that uh, kid is a is a football player or, or wants to. Uh, not trying to pick on a kid, but I just don't think that guy is a uh, is a D1 offensive lineman. And I'm not suggesting I think the staff necessarily thinks that either. It's just a, a situation that's been dictated them through a series of injuries, and um, unfortunately. I think that uh, pretty much the vast majority of defensive ends with a D1 offer are going to beat that kid on 
seven to eight plays out of ten and and beat him in a embarrassing manner, unfortunately. So offensive line rebounded rebounded well once it had its original unit, and I thought it was uh, by far the best game that they've played this year. Have to go back and watch, but uh, just in the initial offering, it was a impressive impressive effort by a unit that has been uh, much maligned this year. Running backs had a decent day. Jacques Patrick featured uh, kind of throughout. Nothing particular from him other than a kid that continues to run hard and uh, got into the end zone with a little bit of a second effort and help with his uh, offensive line. Uh, already mentioned Cam Akers. Great to see Cam go over 100 yards. Uh, Cam is a exceptionally talented guy. Just hasn't clicked up until this point this year. Did begin to see uh, the first appearance of one uh, Keyshawn Helton, somebody that we talked about throughout spring. Keyshawn Helton made his way in. That was somebody that you even started to see uh, long before this game ever got to uh, garbage time. So uh, starting to see some more guys be worked in over over the bye week. If we're going to talk about young wide receivers, it would would be uh, remiss if we're going to mention young wide receivers or young skill players, not mention that... Uh, Treshawn, uh, Treshawn Harrison continues to just look like a different athlete when he gets the ball. Uh, that guy is is uh, going to be a hell of a lot of fun to watch over the next two seasons, and uh, no reason to continue to uh, think that his role will only grow in the offense and grow with what uh, Willie Taggart and the rest of the staff are uh, are asking of him. I will give uh, give Willie Taggart and his offensive staff credit. Not sure where this came from, but I do think you have to realize that that staff, uh, whether it was the offensive coordinator, the head coach, or anybody else involved, schemed a way to get Nooney Murray open on uh, two different plays. They obviously found some kind of uh, some kind of either uh, read or a series of situations that dictated uh, a lot of conflict in the secondary, and you saw uh, Nooney be more or less wide open twice. And, and when you see that happen twice, you normally know that you found uh, – something that, that just uh, busts what the defense tries to do as far as its general read. So uh, if you want to nitpick, I'll mention that both of those balls could have been thrown uh, slightly more in bounce, but at the same time, I'm nitpicking about two balls that were, I think one was a 30-yard play and the other was a touchdown. So I uh, don't want to be too critical, uh, but I do want to uh, to just notice that if you get a situation like that again, uh, love that Francois uh, stretching the field as much as possible, but if we could uh, throw a ball that kept our offense of player in bounce, uh, that would be even more ideal. So it was a uh, a crazy game, a game that very much seemed to uh, be all one team up into a, a, rel- a relatively clearly definable point, and all another team uh, from that point forward. I have to say that in the pregame um, pod we mentioned that Wake Forest was really fast as far as uh, how they wanted to run their offense and that they kind of rode or delayed the mesh point as much as any team in football and damn if that is not true as far as the some of the mesh points and how they draw those out that is uh, that is unique to them I think it pairs well with some of the skill or kind of lack of skill that they have with uh, with some players and it just seems to be something that is unique to their offense and kind of can um, when the game situation places them uh, places them where they're not uh, horribly down by points or where the game situation 
doesn't merely dictate to them what they have to do, that that can be uh, something that presents a lot of problems to defense and makes uh, makes secondary players in particular have an awful lot of patience with what they're trying to read. Good win for Florida State would be remiss not to mention that you're going to be playing without uh, Kando for the first half of the Clemson game. Uh, that's a shame. I did have him in my notes here as a guy that uh, we were pretty critical of and honestly didn't make much of an impact at all through the first uh, four games of the season and has uh, very much kind of seen the light come on over the past two games. Uh, So Florida State will be without uh, number 13 for the first half of the Clemson game. I'm not sure that that's uh, going to have too much of an impact on the final result, but uh, it is disappointing from a perspective of uh, somebody who follows the program to see a a kid that's starting to emerge who just made a uh, really high tackle, led with his head and deservedly was called for targeting. So in closing, was Florida State really on the verge of getting blown out? I don't know. But certainly all the elements that have to be there, um, as far as the number of plays that you had already made a defense go through, as far as just a general malaise, as far as a sloppiness that existed uh, through all aspects of the program, Florida State did not get blown out. They put one of their better efforts uh, that we've seen, ended up being able to play the vast majority of the fourth quarter in garbage time, and uh, leave Doe Campbell Stadium with an impressive 38-17 to win. Um, I mentioned how many plays Florida State had had to face uh, through different aspects of the first quarter. On the night, Florida State's defense ended up holding Wake Forest's offense to 3.5 yards per play, and ended up facing uh, only, I say only, 104 plays uh, after it had already faced, I believe, uh, 40 through the first through the uh, first 15 minutes. So kudos to all involved from Florida State staff. Uh, nice win for the program and a, uh, a situation where the season uh, seemingly could have gone off the rails. You leave the game at 4-3. and three, People get to celebrate a nice homecoming victory in a much better place heading into a Clemson game than you otherwise uh, would have been at least what the first uh, 11 or 12 minutes of this game looked like. So Nice win. We'll be back on Monday. Uh, hopefully Bud's been able to enjoy his uh, time away from uh, from all things Florida State football. Look forward to uh, speaking with you guys on uh, Monday evening as we normally do. Uh, 